welcome to the Waste Not What Not podcast. I'm Philippa Ross, human ecologist, enthusiologist, author and energy healer, bringing you inspirational interviews, news and tips to rebuild the relationship between people and the planet, the way nature intended by revitalising our natural resources, minimising waste and maximising human potential. I trust you'll discover seeds of hope for a vibrant future so you can cultivate and transform them to suit your own lifestyle in order for us to collectively create a world where reverence for the diversity of all life is honoured. You'll find all the show notes in the description and lots more about me and my work at philipparos.com. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, be sure to share far and wide. Hello Wastebusters, welcome to episode 38 and a new season, spring for us in the Southern Hemisphere and autumn in the Northern Hemisphere. Season changes spark wardrobe revamps with new colours and styles as must-haves, well for some anyway. I was encouraged to hear about the second-hand September movement that the conscious fashion industry have created as a way to cull the atrocious waste of clothing. Give the challenge a go for yourself and maybe extend it to other goodies you need. You'll be amazed what you can find. While I'm talking fashion, I was intrigued to read an article about the International Accord to Protect Workers, which was set up after the Ali Enterprise factory fire that killed 300 Pakistan workers last year. The list comprises of 175 major brands and retailers who've signed it, alongside those that haven't. There's a link in the show notes so you can choose to help by putting pressure on those who are not yet part of it and maybe make a conscious choice to not buy from them until they do. The sadness of it now is that after the devastating floods in Pakistan last week, 45% of their cotton crops have been lost, so there won't be any jobs available, adding pressure for those fighting to survive having lost their homes and possessions. It's a stark reminder of external pressures that affect the mind and that September is a month associated with suicide and mental health. Hats off though to a 68-year-old ex-army major, Tony Williams, who's just started walking the length of New Zealand to raise a million dollars for Doctors Without Borders. He's a firm believer that even though he's no longer in service and wearing a uniform, that the mental health benefits of helping others is huge and doesn't have to stop when you retire. There's a link in the show notes to donate to the cause if you wish. It's a beautiful example of how to align what's in your heart to improve your mind. Tony obviously assessed what was important to him and set out to make it happen. A great way to keep things in proportion and avoid overwhelm. I had to make my own assessment this week when technical issues and guest postponements created a gaping hole for the podcast. In the great scheme of things, it's microscopic and really not worth stressing over. Initially, I thought of ditching the entire episode altogether, but then after a bit of cogitating, I realised the space provided an ideal opportunity for me to talk about being mindful as opposed to having a mind full and the pressures on mental health. So I'll be serving up some strategies to help you manage later on. On a lighter note, I struck lucky with an amazing guest for next week. I'll be talking to a global icon in the conservation field, primatologist Leif Cox, who runs the Orangutan Project as well as the International Tiger and Elephant Projects. He'll be sharing his vision on how we can navigate the most important decade of change to create a future we can believe in. 
It promises to be an incredibly uplifting conversation and a great lead up to the fundraising event he's holding in Auckland on the 14th. Link in the show notes if you'd like to attend. Conservation Week starts in New Zealand tomorrow with a focus on how we can take care of nature to ensure our own well-being. A beautiful alignment with the purpose of the podcast and my intent to inspire you to remember every small action you take has a big ripple effect. There's a myriad of things you can do to get involved depending on whether you're able to donate time or money. There's a nationwide clean-up happening for those who are able to get physically involved and opportunities to become a citizen scientist for those who are only able to join in online. Make your choice from the options in the show notes. It's heartwarming to hear of so many stories of people contributing to a better world. Definitely helps one feel less despondent when you hear more frustrating news like the fifth UN meeting involving 168 countries, including the EU, who have failed to create a treaty with the high seas, despite 2022 being set as the deadline when the idea was first tabled back in 2017. Reports suggest progress was made, and the cynic in me thinks the power of the mighty dollar created resistance for those who might lose out on seabed mining opportunities. Really, how much more evidence do we need to wake up to the fact our ocean is dying? Maybe a lack of oxygen during these talks might have served as a stark reminder and wake-up call. Maybe those involved in the symposium in Canada in October will take a more holistic, long-term view to protect marine life by putting a stop to overfishing. It'll be a tough call when they're one of the world's most significant fishing industries who catch more than 1.1 million metric tonnes of fish every year, seafood being their single largest food export. Will they vote to line their pockets or protect the planet? There's a petition in the show note to show your support. Fishing restrictions have proven to have a positive effect for the wider marine ecosystem. Take those that came into force in 2008 along New Zealand's North Island West Coast, which have proven to boost fish stocks, which have in turn helped the endangered Maui dolphin. It pays to remember the ocean is home for marine life, and we need to honour their needs for our own well-being and safety. A notable rise of great white shark activity in Tauranga Harbour and the wider Bay of Plenty has instigated a project that will be led by ecologist Phil Ross of the University of Waikato, who will be working with Hapu from the Northern Harbour to refine plans for the summer's research activities and develop long-term goals for the research once they gain an understanding of the behaviours and movement of individual sharks in the area. They're also hoping to create opportunities for the public and citizen scientists to get involved. As I come to a close of the news section of the podcast, I just want to send a big virtual hug to her deepness, Sylvia Earle, who celebrated her 87th birthday last week and thank her for the extraordinary work she does for the health of the ocean. On the subject of gratitude, I'm thrilled to share news about a film called Gratitude Revealed by Louis Schwartzberg, who's been making films that celebrate life and the human spirit for 40 years. This new one comes from a desire to help people in desperate need of connection, both internal and external, address the global suffering from isolation, stress and anxiety due to the pandemic. The film is being launched on the 21st of September, being International Gratitude Day. Link in the show notes for you. Gratitude and acknowledgement are key to dissolving stress and mind chatter because they release happy hormones. 
I've touched on this subject with many people this week and I thought because I don't have a guest this week I'd share some of my own strategies with you to help you manage the old mind. The important thing to remember here is that the more space we create the more the mind is able to move around otherwise it just goes round and round in circles and gets itself in a complete knot and goes downhill. So really these happy hormones actually lift your vibration and release you. And so many people are focusing on what they don't have and what's not going right, as opposed to really defining what's important to them and what they are looking for. People say they don't want to feel this, they don't want to feel that, they want to be happy. So part of the strategy I want to share with you is a, a means for you to actually do this for yourself it helps you actually to feel you're in control so the first one is about creating meaning and it's really about you assessing what is important to you what is meaningful for you so what is meaningful for me will be different to other people so the important thing is the fact that you're aware that something's whirling around in your house it's like how much meaning is attached to this is it actually your own or is it something that you have taken on as part of your conditioning and programming and things like that so really think about the root of the mind chatter and what it's saying to you and so if it's saying I don't want to feel this and I don't want to fail it flip it on its head so that it gives you an idea as to what you do want and to be able to give it meaning and personalize it to you as opposed to it being broad stroke after that you're more able to create the intention the desire behind what you do want by gaining clarity and as I said at the beginning creating more space and happy juices actually makes it less overwhelming you're more able to breathe and think more clearly and re it's really a matter of noticing the, the mind chatter that goes on in your head it gives you a great awakening as to how much of your time and energy is being drained basically by the very fact it's just continuously going on and so capturing it and saying thank you for that um i wish to feel blah 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 and so the less attention you pay to it and the more attention you pay to what you want it's a bit like a seesaw you'll find that it actually balances out and you will over time it's not going to be a flick of the switch thing over time you'll be able to move forward towards what you do want so part of this is about acknowledging the little steps that you make so you know I'm always purporting about this so far as you know the great wide world and things like that the little things that we do but what we're doing is shifting the pathways in the mind that have been programmed in a certain way all over many many years and you can't just flick that switch and go to something else you have to re kind of reprogram it recalibrate the mind as to the, a different way of thinking and this is just one great way of doing it and in the process you're deciding for yourself you're in control as, as opposed to the mind actually taking you down a path that you don't want to go and with the fact that you 
stop and think about it and then you redirect it, it actually gives you a sense of relief that you're going in the direction and you're in control of where you're going as opposed to being pulled or dragged down somewhere. And go with the flow of it. The resistance to it is something that will keep you stuck. Just be flexible and really be loving and caring to yourself. If we wore the words that we talk to ourselves on the outside of our body as if they were tattooed, you'd be appalled. You know, if you were walking through the streets and you saw it on other people, you would just want to give them a hug and say, that's not how I see you. And it's exactly the same for you as well. So just be kinder to yourself and recognize that you are evolving all the time and every little bit helps. Just have strength in that and actually all this chaos and stress and things, it actually, if you look at it as an observer and step back from the midst of the emotion that you're caught in, you can see the lessons that it's teaching you. Most people tend to go, I don't want this and I don't want that. But in that statement, it's showing you the lesson of what it is that will make you feel better so flip it on its head listen to what's been saying and say thank you for that message but I choose to see it from this perspective and it's that change of perspective that's really going to help you move on have that unconditional love for yourself we do it for our children but it's really hard to do it for ourselves and we berate ourselves as adults so just be kind to yourself be loving to yourself, love every part of yourself because it has helped you evolve to the person that you are today. Imagine that you are talking to the child within yourself in the same way that you would your own children or other children. You wouldn't be so hard on them, so don't be so hard on yourself. It's really about breathing, pausing and letting go. When you, a big trick when you're feeling caught up in it is the breathing. It's such an obvious thing because we do it all the time but conscious breathing is incredibly important because it allows us the space to stop and if you breathe in for eight hold it for eight and breathe out for eight. Now I wouldn't recommend if you're not used to doing this to do it for eight to begin with otherwise you'll go blue in the face but just try it for yourself and you will find over time you'll move up to those particular numbers. What it does is actually slows down the stress hormones and the adrenal glands cannot work at that pace and so it then releases the happy hormones for you. I always recommend finding something that you find funny to actually lighten the mood and get those happy juices flowing as opposed to the adrenal ones. So that just about wraps it up for this week. I'm really looking forward to bringing you next week's guest. I hope you have a lovely, lovely week. And I'm just going to leave you with that message to be kind to yourself because you are an incredible human being. You have unique value that you can bring to the world, that you do bring to the world. Make sure you tune in and subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform. And please share your um, reviews, desires and things. And if you've got any suggestions for subjects or guests you'd like me to consider, then just email me on info at philiparos.com. So until next week, dig deep, open your mind to a world of possibilities. Live life with a generous heart 
and take steps to minimise waste and maximise your own potential. 